He had everything chained down. The fridge was locked, the cupboards were locked. Yeah? Even his car. Why do you think that was? When I asked Ken about all the locks, he says, Chris, he says, I wouldn't appreciate you repeating what I'm about to tell you. And I said, well, your, your secret's my secret. And he says, I get visitors. He says, alien activity. And he says, uh, things come up missing. Things come up dead. He could feel they was present. Welcome back to another installment of Illuminati Confirmed. I'm one of your hosts of this thing. I don't know what this thing is, but one of the hosts here. We got Chris. We got Mark. And we got fucking Ryan Burns. What's up, everybody? How y'all been? Great. Awesome. That's awesome. So I wanted to get Ryan on because he's got a lot of a lot of lizard talk, right? A lot of maybe her, perhaps Illuminati confirmed talk. And here we are. Ryan's been on my show for like, what, like five, six episodes now, Ryan? Oh, yeah. It's, I, I love it. I love it. I love lizard talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was looking and uh, I think we did the first episode we did was like two years ago, which is crazy how time Damn, flies. That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, and then it was like that, pre-COVID even. Yeah, it was. It, it was pre-COVID. That's insane. Yeah. So wow. welcome to the show, everybody. And yeah, today hopefully we're going to be getting into a little bit of Nick Cage, maybe break down the Wicker Man a little bit. And Ryan, what have you been up to as of lately? And for those that don't know on Chris's show and Mark's show, can you tell us a little bit about you and what you do at Hero Paranormal? Yeah, so Hero Paranormal basically stands for the Hyper Anomalous Esoteric Research Organization podcast. We basically go into weirdness, gin, secret societies, and we love like crypto creatures, paranormal stuff. As far as projects and like little things on the side, I have a little science project I call Space Wolf Research which is a little uh, slice of pie that overlooks the old Bigelow Ranch homestead where a lot of weird things happen. So sometimes I'm able to, you know, broadcast from there, but usually it's, it's from it home means here in Nevada. But yeah, when I'm up in Utah once a month, that's, that's where you're, where you'll find me. And uh, you can find me just about once a week on hero paranormal. That's about it. Sounded pretty lame, but yeah. No, you're good, dude. Have you, what I don't like about having you on, Ryan, is you always drop these nuggets, right? And you never really go into specifics. So Ryan will be like, hey, 
You know, I started this crazy light DMT machine, da da da, and he'll just brush right over it like nothing ever happened. What have you worked on as of lately, Ryan? That that you can share with the audience, with the with the airwaves, and and put forth into the ether, if you will. What what? And, and give us the whole thing, bro. I don't want no fucking esoteric. I need the 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 thing. Have you seen Bigfoot lately? Have you seen anything crazy going on on the Bigelow side of things? Okay, so the most messed up thing today, actually, of all days, I found that my favorite occultist was also the first hashish dealer in the United States, which I thought was very strange. But back to what you were asking, the strange stuff that the the, the most interesting thing that I've been experimenting with apparatuses and things is something called a God helmet. And it's originally called the Corin helmet or, or the Corin octopus after its inventor, Stanley Corin. But it was basically designed to, if you had a stroke and you were like in your 70s, 80s or 90s, this thing could like reinvigorate your mind, tap into your neurons in your brain and like through photo biomodulation, it would enhance the conductivity and conduciveness of the brain function. And if you use this in areas of portal activity or locations of strange, high strangeness, you find that sometimes you're bursting at the seams with turnout. So you get more out than you put in. But anyway, that's pretty much it. Yeah. (laughs) You see how he put in there portal activity and then just fucking went right over that. And, and, and doesn't go into depth. I've read your book, Ryan. And for those that don't know, he's written a book he owns. Do you, and again, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but do you still own the piece of the plot of land on next to Skinwalker Ranch? Do you still own it? Cause I know last time we talked, you were in the works with some lizards to do some stuff. So really cool. Okay. Yes. I still own space wolf research. However, and I don't know. I'm always like, I never know what I can say. It sucks balls. Ryan, but say I, it all, brother. All of it. Blow <laughs> our fucking brains out, dog. <laughs> okay, I'll just throw it out there, dude. Yeah. This is the coolest cat ever. Coolest cat ever. I can't tell you his name, but he's What's a lizard, happening? though, right? <laughs> he's 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 really into this. And I sold basically uh, half of Space Wolf Research, the Western half to somebody that was planning. We had some buzz between us when we were talking research and yeah, long story short, I started talking precognitive intelligences and disembodied voices and the dialogue went and went into stuff that I was all about. So yeah, I, I basically sold half of it to him and he is using exactly what you mentioned, Juan which is this lamp and he, I believe, Oh, I don't want to put this out there. Dude. Is it well, Elon Musk? Is it just blink? Wish, it's Elon yeah. Musk. I wish. What's it rhyme with? <laughs> it, uh, Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> <laughs> it rhymes with Deuce Bigelow, bro. Use okay. So it's, I'll just tell you what it's called. It's called an Anja lamp and it's a powerful tool developed to help people explore their intimate connection with the wisdom of the universe, the device utilizes light emitting diodes to stimulate one's brainwave patterns, which trigger the pineal gland and naturally emit D 
DMT. While under light, the participants experience a powerful close-eyed visionary experience from many of the epiphanies and revelations which have been received, most resulting in some cases of profound or transformative personal growth. So, so to stay true to the show, right, Illuminati confirm, because yeah. that is a that is a what the fuck? What the fuck moment? Because you have these people in power, right? These higher ups, if you will, in government, right? People who are the lizards or the Illuminati confirmed. What is it? What's their fascination with all this sort of material, right? They're buying properties. They're, they're obviously, right? They, they obviously know something is up in these areas of high strangeness. We know what goes on on Skinwalker Ranch. We have how you said places of portal activity. What the fuck does that even mean? And what are they trying to extract from this? Right? You, you're talking about this technology that that does it sync the two sides of the brain up? Is that the hemi, what's it called hemispheric synchronization where it, it, it syncs up both sides of the brain and you're able to use the whole thing? What's their fascination with all of this, Ryan? Where do you think that they're? What do you think they're trying to accomplish? with all of this? You know, it's all just guesses. The interesting thing about the area is that it is now, I mean, everybody can talk about it. It's out of the bag. I'm not spilling the beans saying that there were top secret black budget programs being run in the area, trying to figure out what the F was going on. And among those programs, many of them are very famous now. We have the Advanced uh, Aerospace Threat Identification Program and the Advanced Aerospace Weapons Systems Application Program. So kind of like the what is it and how do we kill it? And those two programs... uh, Run by the government, Ryan? They're run by the government? Absolutely run out of the Pentagon. If you look it up, if you look up ATIP and OSAP, it's... A-A-T-I-P and A-A-W-S-A-P. Those are legitimately the same program. They went under one name, but those are both the same program. And that program was based, for most part, out of the UNA Basin. That's kind of where its home base was, where it was like when there was nothing else strange to check out, like if there was a real X-Files, that was it. Like they were there. And if there was something else, they'd go there. And I know for a fact, I've talked to a Navajo Rangers in the Shiprock area for corners, all kinds of weird stuff would happen. And these real life men in black, Bass, B-A-A-S-S, uh, would show up before the local Navajo Rangers. So these guys would jump on a jet, show up check stuff out and be there, you know, to have coffee and donuts basically by the time the other people showed up. So they were super, super legit. And these projects were super legit. And the area they were studying is something that from my property, I can see every inch of. So it's really weird being in a position where I try to be super respectful, but at the same time, I'm just so curious. Now, wait, so, so, oh, sorry, Mark, go, go for it. Sorry. So, so no, I, I would love to give you the opportunity to ask a question, Chris, but something really just struck me because Juan, you mentioned yeah. portals a couple times and I went to my map here and I made a rough approximation 
where Skinwalker Ranch is. You can't just Google it, folks. But it seems to line up on the 40th parallel. Have you looked into that, Ryan? Have you have you looked into that angle? Because I know some gentlemen in the Philadelphia area who talk about the Philadelphia experiment, possibly opening up portals. Benjamin Franklin's, you know, highway to hell was also sort of a, a portal opening. You know, this is Ross Ben and Michael Wan who I'm talking about as far as their work. But yeah, what when did that dawn on you that there might be some kind of ley line significance, Ryan? So I did some, I did a project with Chuck Zakowski from he, he and Ben Misrick was Ben Misrick wrote the book, the 37th parallel, which it basically says that like, give or take a few parallels. There's a lot of weird stuff happening, right? Right along these parallels. And it's basically like a UFO superhighway or a lot of high strangeness takes place. And in fact, Chuck and I went to the UNA Basin and did some research for a project. It was Alien Highway, the uh, very first thing they did. And it was very interesting. I, I totally read the book. I believe in the parallels. And I think that there's something to it. I mean, there's there's obviously something to it. And then if you do things on top of that, like Native American curses or damming water, doing central Utah projects, and then they, they threw on these huge high power lines over this already cursed land. So they kind of added insult to injury and just kind of made a, you know, 31 flavors out of plain ice cream. But yeah, it's a mess now. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Chris, what were you going to ask, bro? Because you look like you were ready. You look like a fucking mad scientist right now, bro. Mm. I'm just so confused, man. So wait, hold up. Ryan, you live next to Skinwalker Ranch. Which has hella weird shit going on. And so you got your binoculars out and you're watching Men in Black show up? Okay, so it's more, it's weirder than that. Okay, so I live totally, I live in Las Vegas where the old owner of Skinwalker Ranch lives and where a lot of the stuff was taking place and bursting out of. But I have a property that I used to, this is so strange. It's very synchronistic. A property where a lot of older researchers and myself used to go to look for the best vantage point of what was going on to check out information and see important things. And basically, you know, just check stuff. It became available for sale. I bought the whole thing. I've now sold half of it to this cat from back East that's doing this DMT stuff with his Angel lamp on the other side. And we're doing similar, but different things on our side that are, they're different. And so yeah, it's turned into something that is more than a hobby, really, but yet it's it's super hard to shake. It's something that is, you go, you see stuff, that's super cool, everybody sees stuff, but the way you interact with these precognitive, non-corporeal intelligences that seem to be able to know what you're thinking before you even think it is super crazy. Like, who are these little chess masters that are like cruising around this crazy high desert ranch area, you know, like doing all these things and everything from like cattle mutilations to all kinds of stuff. So they had a very, for example, they had a very top dignitary. I won't use his name, even though he just came out with a book about it called Skinwalkers in the Pentagon. He's on it. He was from the Pentagon. He went out to the ranch. Long story short, he was talking to some people and he saw, I don't know if you can see in the background, he saw this thing. 
So that is from Tubular Bells, which is a Mike Oldfield album, which he saw that thing flying around. And that's the closest thing that he can say that it looked like. Yet that particular album is from The Exorcist. So there's this really strange, crazy issue that comes in where everything kind of has a spiritual angle, but it doesn't seem to matter who they are. I took my late uh, father-in-law, who was a Navy SEAL out there, and he he totally felt it. Other Navy SEALs and other very military-oriented individuals have gone out there, and in fact, they feel it more than people that are more passive. So... I don't know what it is, man, but it's 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 just kind of a weaker spot, I think, in the general relationship that we have on this planet. So it's just a weaker spot in the matrix, let's say. But it's it's very intriguing and interesting. And by weaker spot, he means like a, where the veil is thinner, Chris, where where things are more prone to come through and stick their dick out at you. And you're like, whoa, whoa, it looks like a fucking UFO, but it's the alien dick that's coming out at you. Ah! <laughs> so... Ryan, and this is right. This is what I love about having you on because you're so, so cryptic about everything and you just give enough to right to let the, the mind wander. And I love when you talk about how these things have some sort of cognitive or, or some sort of. Do you think they're self-aware? Is it like are, are, are they are they tapping into like the Akashic records or something like, I, I don't know. What do you think it is about these entities, if you will? Right. Cause last time, I, well, not last time, but on one of the episodes we mentioned how there are entities in this world or this realm that, that are like the Metatron, right. Or that, that hold everything in place, a Baphomet, whatever you want to call them, that hold reality in place. And they have some sort of intelligence. Where do you think this stems from? Is it, how do I say this? It, it's, it's obviously paranormal, but where do you think all this comes from? Do you think it, it is something that was manifested or do you think it was something that was already here? Like, where do you stand with that aspect of it all? I think that there are disciplines whose intentions are resonant that are ancient. So I think that it's a, like the watchers maybe like they're watching yes. right the watchers and the nephilim and the elohim and all this shit they're just there observing right and maybe they interact every now and again you just said it yeah you just said it the elohim nowhere in the bible does it use the god word in a singular sense other than you know it's very strange you know it's like these 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 machine elves or helpers these creators this it's definitely Team A. But in my opinion, getting back to your question, not to go off on a tangent, I absolutely, concerning that, I absolutely believe that we are dealing with an ancient, some, some sort of technology. It may be some kind of alien or ancient alien artificial tech intelligence. And that's just my own theory. Going biblical on it, I would absolutely call it the Elohim. Absolutely, the things I've seen are un, impossible to do unless you have like small G godlike status. So what that means is that you can, you can pull, you can maneuver space and time sort of like a gin and you can do that on demand when you want, when it suits, when it suits them, not us, when it suits them. And what I've seen from that is that it is almost like they are kind of slicing through or coming through 
But what I've, what I've realized is they're definitely, you know, in a biblical sense, I would say Elohim. In a Middle Eastern sense, I would say Jinn. In a more Eastern sense, I would have to call them something along the lines of an alien, ancient alien artificial intelligence. So, yeah. And, and- the most interesting part for those that aren't familiar with the Skinwalker and the Skinwalker Ranch, why did they take the form of these wolves, right? The bulletproof wolves or even the Sasquatch. Hold on, right? hold, on hold on, hold on. What's a wolf? A, a wolf, a wolf. <laughs> A wolf. A wolf. Guys, it's been a long day for me, okay? I'm, I'm just trying to. Comprehend. Wait, wait, hold up. They're bulletproof wolves? <laughs> but yeah, they're bulletproof wolves. Or fuck you guys. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> why do you think why do you think they take these shapes of right? Because you've seen hold I know on, you saw I know we, you signed in Hold on, we gotta get this straight. Hold on. <laughs> Ryan, you live next to Skinwalker Ranch, which is a place of high weirdness. He at owns property house, there, bro. At your house with binoculars or just because you're in the general vicinity, weird shit happens to you. You brought other people, weird shit has happened to them. Now you're communicating with interdimensionals from this place with a robot helmet? No, I think what we're doing, according to, and this, fuck, this is so fucking weird, dude. I think what we're doing oh, is... Oh, it's just now getting weird? <laughs> yes, this is where it gets, <laughs> this is where it gets really weird. Um, I think what we're doing... Okay, so you guys have heard of like the Bourne Ultimatum, the movie series. Uh huh. I used to run a bed and breakfast, and the guy that that was loosely based on was he frequented the bed and breakfast, and he was really into this stuff. And what? yeah, he told me that these that these, and he's still active in the military. But he told me that these, what he called them, he has property down south and does similar things. But what he told me is that these, what he called them is. They're portals of sorts, but we can create them ourselves through things like the God helmet or the Anja lamp or DMT or, or ayahuasca, things of these natures. Or CERN. Totally CERN. Like, yeah, you're smashing. You have a fucking microwave out there in a field without the door on it. You'll probably create something. (laughs) And like the, the thing is that. Or Skinwalker Ranch or your house next to Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Like when you have these areas, they call them biochemical portals. And it's an, it's an example or an ideal situation where a human being is in a hypnagogic state where they are more prone or able to see past this veil that we seem to believe is very material, but in certain situations seems extremely liquid. Ryan, I had mushrooms earlier, bro. I know all about this veil, dog. I know what you're talking about. But the question is, how does you do it? Mm. So it's interesting you ask that. So you can actually utilize a few. There's a few techniques. You can just look for like weird stuff piling up everything from like small dead animals in particular locations. That might be a portal location. Real quick, Uh, Ryan. I don't want to cut you off. Is the... Please read the disclaimer, right? So people don't go out and try this shit. Because no. uh, Chris, part of this is that something attaches itself to you, and you lose a piece of yourself. I don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. So disclaimer. that's the don't disclaimer for the audience, right? Don't go out and fucking try and do this because you will lose a part of your fucking soul. Literally, oh, right. yeah. Ryan, so you're you're not complete, then, dog. You touch the dark side. 
Oh, dude, I'm barely hanging on to whatever reality we have. Well, how can we trust this information, son? <laughs> you know what I mean? You could be sent by the devil himself. Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all sus now, buddy. So a pile of dead animals, right? Everybody runs yeah. into those all the fucking time. So For you sure. find those. Then what's next? We're, we're trying to conjure Baphomet here, guys. So Okay, so if you next? see... If you see like ground-based lights or things above, the, if you see things that are out of the ordinary, dead animals in a certain location, or strange readings on your devices, whether those be, you know, you could have tri-field meters. There's all kinds of different things you can use out in the field to measure this strange geomagnetic <laughs> anomaly. And what ends up happening is these particular locations kind of lend themselves to to these situations. If you sit on locations like this after you clear the bodies out or whatever, the small animals, but if you sit in these locations, you'll actually feel like the earth moving a little bit when you start getting into like the, the uh, sounds so occult dude. But when you start sitting in like, when, when you start getting in the groove, like the whole thing just starts like, wall wall. And I mean, t- totally legitimate readings go up. And back to the lizard people, I mean, this is stuff the elites have known for a long time, long time. And it's just basically lately that I think the masses are getting just basically any wind at all of any of this stuff. Is, are there, do you feel that there are other areas in this world just like this that maybe perhaps haven't been discovered, maybe on the middle of the oceans or something like the 12 vile vortices, right? With Ivan Sanderson, that he talks about that, the these places, right? The Bermuda Triangle, the, the Dragon's Triangle, Mohenjo-Daro, all these different areas around the world where, quote-unquote, the veil is thin, where civilizations have gone missing from one day to the next. Like, what the fuck happened to those people? Did they find a, a pile of dead animals and and sit down and, and right, they all pieced out? Is, it, is there a... Can you talk about the genetic aspect of all this as well, Ryan? Because I think that's an important thing with Haplogene X and that group there. Super, super, you know, super important. And people used to call me crazy five, ten years ago talking about this stuff. They were like, you're out of your mind. Only recently, in fact, even this year, we are finding out that, go figure, the Uinta Basin of Utah is very likely the early location or one of the origins of the Aztec community. So if the Aztecs started there and then went south, that's that creates an entirely different narrative than what we have. Haplo Group X comes into this DNA mix and genetic, it, it's it's really quite the pie. It's a mess because haplogroup X is super prevalent. I'm just going to give you the, it, there's a long story and a short story. The short story is super prevalent in the Ute Indians in the Uinta Basin of Utah. Now, where is haplogroup X from? If you trace it back, it's from the hills of Galilee. In, <laughs> super crazy you know like we're getting biblical and literally we're talking about a place so small in a town so small that like you either knew who the guy was or you knew about you know the nazarene so or jesus or whatever so really interesting dna components and the ute to add like kind of one more always one more level to this the ute are actually the closest relatives to the aztecs Bro, you sound Jamaican every time you say that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Utes, Utes, all these Utes. It's a strange word. Yeah. It is. So yeah. this relates to even the. Do you think this relates to the Merovingians? Right. The the this it traces back to. So what you're trying to say, Ryan, is that Jesus was some reptilian shapeshifter who could. Right, because the whole the whole so to clear it up for the audience, the whole thing about haplogenex is perhaps there is this genetic I don't want to say abnormality, right? Because I don't want to yeah. say it's it's a bad thing. In certain people that are more that that it opens them up and they're more susceptible to the paranormal. And hence that's why you have these stories of the skinwalker, right? Where they were able to project these things onto other rival tribes. You have the Wendigo story, right? Because again, if you were to do through alchemical processes, you were able to become this fucking zombie interdimensional being, right? The Wendigo, you have the, the boogeyman, right? The, this is all these stories of the boogeyman that we tell our, our, our children. They are perhaps based on some sort of genetic abnormality or anomaly, if you will, in certain people who are able to be more open and use these things in their favor. And by these things, I'm talking about like skinwalkers and, otherworldly entities right so again this is how you said biblical right where we have moses turning fucking staffs into snakes you have jesus walking on water you have all these crazy you have buddha right all these enlightened ones you have the ascended masters if you will of the world that perhaps were part of this group of people and then that traces back into these royal bloodlines of quote unquote the reptilians or Illuminati confirmed the Illuminati confirmed where they are able. Cause, cause it's, it's, it's amazing, right? That they know about this. They know about this shit, right? Project Stargate. They know about all this stuff. So let me add maybe, cause I'm, I'm assuming Ryan may be familiar with this. If not, that's all right. I, I would love to bring it to your attention, but we talk a lot about like the blood and the DNA, but in another interesting case, we have this part of the brain that apparently is more evolved in certain groups of people called the, the caudate putamen, and it's related to intuition and the ability to sort of act on sparse information is how it's described here. But it's very much connected to people who see UFOs and have these sorts of experiences. At least that's the bias of the person I'm reading here now. But I would assume that that would also be, you know, equal for cases where people experience paranormal phenomena as well. Yeah. Is that Gary Nolan's project that you're reading up on? This, this is kind of an article. Yeah, Gary Nolan, yeah. Yeah, the it's really interesting. I know some people in that particular project and it's pretty going pretty smooth the way they're able to describe this antenna within our brain. The I'm trying to think of the name of it. The third anyway. eye. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this particular antenna that is able to interact or match the frequency when the opportunity is given with these unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena. And I think that what we're going to find out, I, dude, I hate to say this. It sounds so super cheesy, but I think what we're going to find out is like, these are the same little like buggers that have been flying in the sky 
as long as mankind has been around, we have them in every, everything, you know, and I hate to go down this super cliche ancient. Yeah. Yeah. You know, super (laughs) lame, but I do believe that there are parts of the planet that are more conducive to this type of stuff. You know, places like Summer Isle, where area, like locations and cults and people start to congregate <laughs> around this energy and utilize it on different platforms for their own benefit. I do think this is happening. And in fact, I know it's happening because this same, my favorite occultist, who I found out was the largest hashish dealer and first hashish dealer in the United States and also the first secret society creator in the United States. He was not only African-American or mixed blood at the time, but he dabbled in a lot of this type of, you know, finding these ley lines, finding areas that were conducive to energy portals or areas that would help you elevate your own consciousness. And, you know, not only that, this guy was best friends with Abraham Lincoln, really good friends with Benjamin Franklin was actually a member. There's like really strange, uh, in anyway, the, my, my point is that they would find these places like Summer Isle, you know, that, you, you know, this Nicolas Cage movie was about, and they would use these locations to conjure or recreate or manifest or energize their own beliefs to a point where they would manifest exponentially beyond a shadow of a doubt more than they would in other locations. Yeah. That's why they build these sacred temples, these churches, these establishments in specific locations. Right. And when you have people taking over, what's the first thing that they do? They tear down these temples and they build upon those where it was because the ancients knew about these different places, right? You have, was it Michael Bloomberg building on top of an old Mithraic temple, like the most advanced building ever that it like tracks your blood sugar. As soon as you walk into a room and and they have little robots that send you food in case your blood sugar is low or some shit, right? Again, these elites, Michael Bloomberg, and they know about this stuff. And it's like how you're saying they're using these, areas that the ancients knew about and i love the way you put it with the you call it elemental technologies right where maybe perhaps with a certain formation of stones you are able to conjure something into reality right it's alchemy we are right the 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 old alchemist in his cave trying to find that philosopher's stone type of shit but at the end of the day we're the philosopher's stone right we have to look within and this is what the ancients were all about, I think. And that's what the pyramid signifies and, and what they were. I think that they were trying to do the same shit that we're trying to do now. Figure out the secrets of the universe and understand it and be able to comprehend it in a digestible way. You know what I mean? I'd agree with that. That's very eloquently said. You're mute. You're muted, Ryan. <laughs> I was just going to agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. So, again... It just blows my mind that these that these elites they know about this shit. They know that 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 they're able to get in touch with these things. And with the research that you're doing, right? You, we talked about the antenna, and there's also the. I'm sorry, I'm kind of in my Freemasonic symbolism stage right now, where they talk about the frontal sinus, right? And in that frontal sinus, there is this this gaseous material which could be the soul, right? The part of the brain that Mark brought up 
with this research that you're doing, is it something to where you're, are they trying to find out if people are able to develop it if they aren't at a certain level with it and get to that? You know what I mean? Are they trying to find out like how to say, you know, make your penis bigger? Well, with this, you can make your third eye, third eye bigger. You know, so what I'm first saying? of all, how do they, how do you talk to these fucking other dimensional things and B, what are they, and one and B, right? And B, what the fuck they got to say? Dude, they're not, they're not happy. So they're up against, as we spoke before, they're up against, these are, well, they're not happy, but I mean, they're elemental tricksters. So there's nothing that can beat them. So they know they're going to win. Is that like a goblin? Is that like a demon? Like, is that like, yeah, yeah, it just depends on the culture, dude. I need a handle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It depends on the culture. So if you're native American, it would be a shapeshifter. If you Uh are in the middle East, it would be a gin. If you are a genie bottle. Exactly. Exactly. Something that can manifest from nothing and create everything. So, you can kind of get an idea of the angle of power that this thing has, right? Comes from nothing, creates everything. So you can enter, you can interfere, you could talk to this guy. Let's call him Bob. You can talk to Bob. <laughs> well, I think there's a lot of Bobs, but yes, <laughs> Bob, Bob one. Yes. I think that there's, I think the Bobs are in, the Bobs are in control. And so, what I mean by that is like, you'll hear Bob's talking sometimes above your head, dude. Not even kidding. You'll hear Bob's talking. You'll go out into an area that there's absolutely fucking nothing, Chris. Sorry, I don't swear, but there's Ugh. nothing. You're out. You're in the middle of nothing. Yeah. And you'll hear a couple Bob's talking above your head, just like, hey, Bob, what's going on? Like, look at this guy behind us or below us or whatever. Like, you, you can hear this chattering in this very ancient almost like Romulan. It sounds extraterrestrial, but it's probably an ancient human language is what I'm thinking. You're just walking and, around the property and you can hear Bob talk. You you can, in, in the general vicinity, not even just the property, like there's an 80 mile radius of this nonsense. And you can hear disembodied voices that are totally chattering, laughing, discussing, mocking, mimicking, and otherwise interacting with you in a way that you can't interact back making you feel like a nothing. And it's a one-way thing. It's a one-way thing. They can go, yeah. all right, we'll it's almost like cow up and then like put it somewhere else in a tree or something, and then you got to deal with that. It's almost like Mrs. Summer Isle, right, in the movie Wicker Man, where the island itself has a personified version, like it's, it's an anthropomorphized energy in a way, and it interacts with us even though it's not entirely or even altogether human, right? And my question for you, Ryan, is, you know, do you have any evidence of governments using this sort of science to plot where they put their bases in various locations? Because it seems like over and over and over again, we have military bases, government buildings, and even this, you know, T gentleman Bigelow there, you know, buying up, property adjacent to these weird energy spots man this is so much bigger than myself sometimes i'm like amazed that i'm still alive just because i have any knowledge at all and i just mean that in a general sense like all americans the fact that when we gather knowledge there comes a certain fear with that knowledge and it's best rick Doty told me it's best to just talk about it get it out there because then they have nothing to kill you over so 
the thing to say is that, you know, this is very serious, Mark. This is special access protocols, SAP protocols held only for the highest regard, either special presidential transport, things of the highest top secret levels that nobody can know about. Nobody. The last thing they want is some like, you know, kids out there, which I was at the time. I mean, I've been doing this so long, you know, running around in a place where nobody should be looking for things that don't exist. And not only that, interacting with these things, you know, interacting with these things that this black budget government program is trying to study. And you have these ridge rats, for lack of a better word, running along this ridge line, interacting with reckless abandon with things that are beyond the comprehension of the United States government. Yeah. And, and, and they're trying to study it. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? It's like the, the great, the great old ones, they've always been there since the beginning of time, but they don't give a fuck about you in the slightest sense. And can you tell the story about the orb Ryan, have you have you ever conversed with with one of these bobs before? Have you ever talked to one, like actually have a conversation with it? Dude, the creepiest? No, never have. I've heard the bobs talk above. Like a few of us have heard the bobs talk above us. I love that, dude. I'm using the bobs now. By the way, I'm <laughs> taking that, Chris. The bobs just got taken. Well, um, that is a part of the Church of the Subgenius, which I don't know if you, anyone's aware of that, but. I was just looking that up last night. That's a totally other other tangent, but yeah, Bob's is definitely an inside joke for a huge group of conspiracy people. I'm guessing that that has an additional like element. I want to hear about it. This has an additional element. I'm guessing that BOBS has something. Well, have you ever heard of Discordianism? So Discordianism is something that, there's a variety of people that created it, but Robert Anton Wilson is probably the most famous Discordian author. And yeah, there's this whole culture of sort of rejecting mainstream culture through the Church of the Subgenius where they worship this Bob instead of God. <laughs> and there's all these inside jokes. And anybody who's not aware is like a pink belly. And like, you know, they just they just have their own lingo and their own slang. And it's all about collecting slack, which is like just this type of attitude. A good representation of somebody follow, who follows that sort of mindset is the big Lebowski character in that movie. He's very much a Discordian type of person just kind of going through life with slack. We, well, I just explained we, that for Ryan, and now he's gone. <laughs> well, th- this happens a lot with Ryan, bro, where... Lily will be talking about some sort of otherworldly entity and he'll just peace out for a couple of seconds and then come back in. Okay. So this well, I did want to, <laughs> I did want to point out it's strange that you, that you brought up orbs. Cause the whole time I was thinking like Ryan Burns, Ryan Bledsoe. I don't know if you guys know about Ryan Bledsoe, but very similar kind of events in a different way happened to him and his family. And they see orbs all the time on their property. And they just have like a very similar name, Art Ryan B. You know, like yeah. Uh, I want him to tell the story because it's fucking crazy. What'd you say, Chris? That's what they used to call them in World War II, Foo Fighters. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, like there were these orbs that would come up. So, yeah. but and before, before yesterday, I gotta, I gotta, ask, I gotta understand this correctly. The part of the country that he lives in, 
80 miles around it, give or take, and other places on ley lines around the world. You go there, the veil is thin, you can hear Bob talking. Yes. But I, different mobs at the same time, and you they can interact with you, but you can't interact no, with them. No, you, you can't hear bobs, Chris. You hear disembodied spirits from an ancient race of people who were decimated in their own sacred space, and then their sacred space contained them like an ancient vessel, and you can hear the echoes of their voices and even the disembodied spirit of their collective consciousness even, which is remaining somehow through the soil of the earth and the minerals and uh, energy flowing through the land. You know, you have all these paranormal beings that, yeah, I'm rapping right now. I don't know why <laughs> you're throwing me <laughs> off, swaying your shoulders, but no, yeah, it's a ghost. It's a ghost Listen, stuck in the house. Have you ever heard of the concept of a tutelary energy? Wait, it's a ghost that's stuck in a house, though, right? I mean, basically, it's right? kind of like that. Again. Speaking <laughs> of ghosts in a house, there's no one in this house. There's, no one there. <laughs> there's a ghost in my house. There's a ghost in my house. It's like you know that movie. Show yourself, Keisha. I, I don't give up. a fuck, Keisha. <laughs> don't taunt the ghost. I don't give a fuck. Because, <laughs> you know, ghosts, ghosts can, can they follow you? Or, you know what I mean? Because you're saying. Yeah. You know, because that's the question, right? Or well, it depends. It depends, brother. It depends. I we just went from explaining the Bob's Church of uh, the Subgenius to explain Skinwalkers because you you left and now you're back. <laughs> Tell Dude, us about the orders. Like Mark and I switched places on the chessboard, which I think is perfect. It was like so nice. I was like, looking <laughs> at myself before a lot because <laughs> of the where my camera's placed. So yeah, I'm glad that we switched too. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah but i think i think we are in a matrix of sorts and there are these cults or these entitled entitled or elite masters that whether you're talking canaanites pharaohs babylon romans judea templars khazars masons jesuits illuminati they all are tapped into something that they don't want to talk about with just anybody they don't they don't want to just be they don't want to just put this in the paper or the Oh, there he goes. Mm. Can you guys hear me? Oh, there you go. This is oh. definitely Illuminati confirmed. Yeah, bro, I'm telling you this happens all the fucking time when we do shows like he'll his screen will black out, my shit will start acting up. It's cuz again, Chris, what I was going to say earlier was that when you go to these places, yes, things can't. He says he sages himself off mm. in order to. Dude, he so needs he to put some sage next to his Wi Fi router, bro. <laughs> Real shit, dude. Sage, yeah, sage yourself, son. Sage yourself. It could be the 5G, dude. It's definitely that 5G, son. They yeah, make so. trees. Big trees. You seen those? Because so. I, I wanted I wanted to go to Skinwalker for a long time, and me and Ryan had talked about it and all this shit. But then, dude, is this a time loop? Like, you like are you stuck in a time loop, Ryan? Yeah. Like you came back in? You're muted, I think. Oh man, you're you're, you're muted, Ryan. He was just talking to Bob in the other room. So I have toddlers, so I had to check to make sure that they weren't messing with my modem, that it wasn't my side, that it wasn't you know. But anyway. 
I don't know where you guys went with this, but yeah, I'm on board. Where are we heading with it? Can you talk about the orbs, Ryan, and about things attaching themselves to you when you go to these uh, places? Okay. Again, Ryan. I know. I don't do this either. Um, I don't do that. I know. I'm giving a really bad, bad initial impression of myself. <laughs> Not at all. You're so, doing great. And talk about the these, time warps, Ryan, too, when you were running yeah. and you kept going back in time. Whoa. There are these orbs that, for lack of a better word, seem to be intelligently controlled sentinels of some sort on these badlands, these fucking places. Damn it. These places where there's nothing. And this is so important to point out. There's nothing of value that we would intrinsically call value. But these highly technological drones of some sort, these orbs are able to follow you through these badlands and they are trying to figure out what you're doing and why you're there. And they are either protecting something or notifying something of, of, of your presence. We've had multiple orb. Damn it, Ryan. Yo, what do you think the freakiest thing you could do? Like freak out an alien would be. You think you could freak an alien out? Yeah. Oh, sure. I'm not messing with Mark. He's wilding. Like, this motherfucker's crazy. So they leave you alone. You mind fuck the alien, you know? He's <laughs> back. They're at goats. I'm just yeah. saying, you know, get him to the Greek, right? You know what I mean? Mind fuck the star. You know what I mean? Like, mind fuck those aliens. So these orbs, Ron, they come out to investigate you. And, and do you think that they're taking scans of you at the same time while they're out yeah. there? And So I'm going to break it back. I'm going to go back a little bit. I'm going to do, yes, I do think that these are just kind of like guard dogs in a sense. And if anything, the thing they hate the most is guard dogs of a sense. Wait, the guard dogs hate the guard dogs? Yeah, like there is a very... And the orbs hate each other? Yes, yes. There's a very, very uh, well-documented case of the original... I I shouldn't say original, but second owner of Skinwalker or Bigelow Ranch, that Terry Sherman, he had some very loyal cattle dogs. They were blue healers, and he basically one day set them out after these orbs, these blue orbs. They call them the the blue meanies, but they would, you know, they taunt a lot of things. They taunt animals. They fly around. And one one night he was out on the porch and he just said, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just sick the dogs on the lights and see what happens. And he sicked his dogs on the lights and they chased these blue lights and they became grease spots in the field, just a field over. So the dogs became grease spots, totally grease spots. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yep. That's and there's images wild. of the spots. It's 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 really wild. The goo, just like the goo, the goo. Holy shit, Ryan! He's do you have no respect? Never mind. I was gonna say if you had any any good pictures that you could show, but I don't want your connection to get all fucked up again. <laughs> like some Dude, juicy. Is, is it my side? Is it my connection? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. So weird. No, you're good now, but I'm saying if you had any pictures that you could share, because I know you got some fire, but I don't know if the government would let you share these pictures with us because it's for, because I'm pretty sure there's some people listening to this going, what the fuck is this guy been talking about for the last 
hour. Yeah. About, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah. It's crazy. If you, if you look up the, if you really want to go out on a limb and like loop it all together and realize what exactly is taking place out in the middle of nowhere, you have the Russian government, the Chinese government and the United States government all trying to utilize different research methods to try to understand, mimic, and recreate this ancient technology that some sort of shapeshifter has in the area. And they're using uh, portal technology, which sounds totally crazy. It sounds, I know it sounds totally crazy. But by portals, I just mean the ability to recreate the ability to re-enter. So we have things that are entering our atmosphere and they're doing so in the same locations, technically. Other places like the Bradshaw Ranch are also very well known for this. That's located in Arizona, close to Sedona. And really interesting, if you want to navigate those waters really quick, very interesting situation where there's a ranch owned by a family. They had all kinds of very similar to the old Bigelow ranch. They had all kinds of strange situations take place, very dimensional stuff, including dinosaurs that they witnessed. Same as the Bigelow ranch. And what's weird here is they literally lost their property due to some strange tax loopholes to the United States government. It's now highly monitored And it is technically used and facilitated as grounds for studying the growth of cottonwoods. That is the explanation they give for the multitude of video cameras throughout the property is to study how quickly these small (laughs) cottonwood trees that they planted in these little fields, dude. (laughs) And they're like this big. That's what they claim is the reason that they're checking, you know, what is like how quickly cottonwood trees can grow in this super shitty environment? Like, it's really weird. <laughs> That's the funniest shit ever, dude. What? So and, the government has these properties and they sit there and they evaluate what's happening. Yeah. And they, they go, go, there's mad strangeness here. How do we recreate this in other places? Mm-hmm. Talk about the big fans, Ryan. Wait, 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 wait. And then they go through a portal that's at this place and they go where exactly? To the other side, I understand that. Where other things live at, Bob and all his buddies. But where is that? Is that the next dimension? What where, where, where are we doing? Okay. So this is really weird. If you were to draw some map, <sighs> if I was to draw you a map, it goes right up my ass and I'm super, <laughs> super fucked. And I've said it like I've seriously sworn more on this podcast than I think I ever have before. But I'm going to get through to Chris. Is it like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where you got the uh, time machine, but it's actually a phone booth, but it's that time machine, though? And then you go through like Linguini in time. Bada bang, you're with Napoleon. Okay. So let's pretend that somebody said to you, hey, man, I'm going to let you into your own mind. I'm already in there enough, bro. Right? And so they they say, I'm going to let you into your own mind geographically. On a map. 
on a map where we will allow you to be in an energy zone where your mind will actually interact with you more than anything else or any other platform. So you will actually be the main observer and displayer of activity in this area. Isn't that life though already? Like, isn't that what's happening kind of? Yeah. So take whatever you got going on and times it by a hundred. Okay. Or 10. You take, take 10, take 10, 10 exit. It's like really seriously, it's just raw and rugged. It really is, man. Exactly like what you're saying. If you're just a bug that's used to like walking on the ground, then this would be like a bug used to walking on a bug zapper. So you would be like (laughs) way more, you would be way more, sorry, my kids are having a shower behind me. No, you're good, bro. But yeah, you would be way more like it. it's super integrally. Yes. Yes. Psychedelic without the psychedelics. And that is the integral, like the integrally, 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 integrally. I don't know. The integral, in my opinion, the integral thing of all of this is that you need no psychedelics to make these biological portals open, making it very apt and capable of interacting with non-corporeal, non-corporeal precognitive intelligences that are roaming the landscape, which by all, I mean, technicalities, these things shouldn't exist. And they are jamming up and down this thing like nobody's business all the time. I mean, these things should not exist. And they are just like, it's like seeing fish in a stream and fish are supposed to be extinct, you know? Dinosaur, Bigfoot. Totally, dude, totally. Yes. yes. And then all those bobs hang out together in the next. Well, I, I think it's a situation where there it, it's some sort of a there, there's a geological element that is creating some kind of a interaction on a global scale that can only be compared to a capacitor or a diode or something of that nature where it's actually designed to release energy in a place where nobody should notice. However, people are noticing. Ryan, I know we've talked a lot about, right, the UFOs and all this shit, but and I'm about to throw a wrench into it because I'm pretty sure the listeners are like already going, what the fuck? Now they're going to be like, what? So we have the skinwalker, right? Why is it? And can you talk about why is it that it wants to lure people in with uh, beautiful example, creature, dude? The baby, the crying fuck. baby, right? The water baby. The what is that? Of- it's like the 20th fuck of this broadcast. Okay. <laughs> beautiful creature a beautiful creature of elemental status, very similar to the mermaids that in ancient lore, right? They would try to lure more souls into their abyss. And the water babies, for example, they'll use every trick in the book and they are the book. The shapeshifter is integrally the most important key aspect of this entire puzzle. So none of this can take place without this thing called the trickster in the middle of it. And this trickster 
has a number of designations. If it is the government, it is this X factor that they cannot enter into their scientific calculations because it eludes them. If it is the Native Americans, it is the shapeshifter, which is a very real entity because you can tap into this substance. You can tap into this energy. You can tap into this ability to paranormally exist geologically and geographically within an area where you can get away with more than you are usually able to get away with. So if you are into the occult, this is a paranormal Disneyland. Um, the astral plane, right? Totally, man. You can access, you can be a total dumbass and you can access, you know, all of a sudden you can be like, you, you're thinking you're like Aleister Crowley. So, <laughs> you know, it's like that. Only problem with that is as Juan said, when you, when you gain something, you give something. And this is from the very best scientists in the business that are involved with some of this stuff right now. So they take something from you somehow when you gain knowledge of some sort, way, shape, or form. If you gain something, they will take something from you. We don't know exactly what they're taking. That sucks. But anyway. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so, so obviously, it's not physical, right? Do you think... Like the the bobs would want your balls or something. I don't know. Like there's something about man that they want, right? There's this divine spark with a man. Cause why would it, why else would it lure you? And when, when you talk about this piece that goes missing, is it as a collective to where if it adds up enough, enough times you, what you dissolve from this reality or do you die physically as a human or do you die spiritually? Like what level, like how much can they take from you? Right. And how much can you tolerate and what do they do with what they take? You know what I mean? Like, this is fucking, this is deep. Super deep, dude. Most simply, if you consider them the machine, a machine le- needs lubricant, right, to run. But lubricant does not need a machine. So they are jealous of us because we are able to do things that they cannot do. However, they are able to do things we cannot do. However, they need us to do what it is they're doing. We're, we're more the lubricant. It's more the machine. What, what are they doing? <laughs> they're, they're managing the... <laughs> Dude, I don't know, what, man. This is what Rene Descartes talked about when he talked about... Do, like do want, a, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm such a dumbass. Like, do you really want my opinion? Like, I don't even... Like, when you ask me that, like, I'm like, do you really want my opinion? Like, what I think? Yeah, of course. Because, I mean, I'm up against, like, there's so many bright minds against... I mean, like deeply involved with this and in the search of what this interactive, intelligent, precognitive intelligence is able to do. It can do whatever you want it to do. I want a trillion dollars, son. (laughs) Right. That's the fear. That's the fear is that 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 it can be weaponized it can be weaponized and that's why our government and our military is involved because i'll tell you some of the i'll tell you some of the technology that is involved with this Please. and that has been tested out there that in in my opinion in my dumbass opinion has been tested out there and that is invisibility cloaks by our government <laughs> scientific applications international corporation saic which has recently changed their name due to robert guffey's novel which attributed some of 
fucking invisibility cloak. Saying Robert Guffy and and invisibility cloaks, dude. Come on now. Come on now, Ryan. What are you doing to us? And taking taking some of his patents. He's back. Taking some of his patents and taking his invisibility cloak. Taking his his, taking his fellow Masons patented information and using it in a way that this is SAIC, which I I love the company. They've done a great deal for our country, including keeping things invisible. So Robert Guffey wrote a magnificent book on this called Camellio, as in chameleon, as in being able to be invisible. And this book is about this former, he's now died recently within the last few months, but he was a Mason who created the invisibility cloak was in the same lodge as Robert Guffey. And Robert Guffey got to know about all this through his very close friend who was addicted to heroin of all things (laughs) and got pulled into this through a party like atmosphere where somebody jumped into the party with a bunch of top secret laptops, top secret IR cameras and things that could visually interact with these invisibility cloaks that they had taken from this other Masonic member of Robert Guffey's lodge. Ryan, what degree are you in the craft? (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, Oh, word? <laughs> word, son. I don't know. I'm working on three, but I, who knows? How high is there, right? Like, you never know. That, You're working on ha- three? This happened to me yesterday. Well, is there any number? Like, what is it? Three, six, and nine, Tesla said, right? You're working on the third degree, though, I'm saying? No. Okay, so back to my initial comment. I'll tell you, I'll tell you everything about me. Hit the button. Back. Hit the button, one. Illuminati uh, confirmed. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Okay, Mr. back to Burns, it. You know what I mean? You, you can't Brian. talk about you can't talk about secret societies, but if you're going to, you might as well talk about them. The the initial comment I made about finding out that Beverly Randolph, Pashaw Beverly Randolph, a very close friend of Abraham Lincoln, founder of the very first Rosicrucian school in the United States in 1776. And if I'm not mistaken, he was also like very pre-abolitionist, like obviously because he's part black, but he created a corporation called Beverly Hall Corporation. And this corporation is nothing but basically the intense. What do I say here? Well, he would follow these areas back to what we were talking about, like Summer Isle. He would follow these ley lines in these areas to spots where he thought there was more energetic magnetism. And he would at those times in the 1800s gather people and do very elaborate, elaborate things to try to energize all kinds of things. And most, most people were impressed. The only problem was he was partially black. So they were like, this isn't going to work. And that happened over and over again throughout his entire career. If you look up Beverly Pashalf Randolph or Pashalf Beverly Randolph, he basically had it all except one problem. He wasn't white. He was like partially black. 
And he knew all the right people, did all the right things, all the right times. But unfortunately, he was in a situation where, as I said, he was the very first sheesh dealer recognized in the United States. And yet at the same time, best friends with Abraham Lincoln Yo, trying to racist, abolish Sable. Dog. Yeah, this dude was gangster too. You're a racist, dog. Yeah, he was super gangster. He was trying to abolish slavery. First hashish dealer in the United States, good buddies with Abraham Lincoln. And actually on Abraham Lincoln's uh, funeral procession, as they took his body to the gravesite, which Beverly was a part of uh, creating the whole situation, because he was partially black, he was asked to leave the train. And out of out of respect, he asked the conductor to stop the train, and he left the train. He was like, hey, no problem. I might have paid for it, but I don't need to go there. And that's kind of the, you know, the thing that's going on, I think, in the basin is, like, the government at this point has just, like, dropped a mic. They're like, we might have paid for it, but we don't need to go there because there's no telling where that is. And that is seeming to be more in a spiritual realm than your average CIA, FBI, DOD agent wants to go. Oh, and can I add that Randolph also believed in something called pre-Adamism, which the belief that humans existed on Earth before the biblical Adam. So he was what he's talking about the Atlanteans at this point in time, and he was buddy buddy with abraham lincoln come on and he was able to sell that hashish because right illuminati confirmed abraham lincoln was his boy so he wasn't gonna rat him out right so again this connectedness of lizards and that right they're in the government they're in the fucking government so this wouldn't be illuminati confirmed if we didn't talk about nicholas cage we want to get your your opinion on do you think that Nicolas Cage is some sort of alchemist that is intertwining reality with story and through his films is living all these lifetimes in some sort of ritual to be able to do something at the very end? Well, what are your thoughts on that, on the, the great alchemist, right? The mysterious alchemist. Dude, I honestly, okay, let me tell you my little tiny interaction with Nicolas Cage. I <laughs> I happened to be able to drive one of his Corvettes that he created for SEMA. You are definitely uh, in a cult, dude. Definitely. Dude, dude, it, it's called the cult of having people think for themselves. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I'm Nicholas, in, by the way. <laughs> Let's did you go. meet him? You, did you meet him, Ryan? Okay. So I got to drive his car. It was a Corvette Stingray. The very first year they came out, the wheels said Nicolas Cage on the rims. The, the effing rims said Nicolas Cage on the rims. And I happen to be friends with the guy that sells him his vehicles when he's in Las Vegas. Even though he's in debt tens of millions of dollars to the IRS, he happens to buy multitudes of exotic vehicles every year and has multiple ownerships of real estate in both Las Vegas, Nevada, California, whether it's Beverly Hills, everywhere. I've seen him everywhere. And so he's basically kind of an unreal, real person, right? Kind of like what you're talking about, Juan. He's kind of like an, 
somebody you can't see, but you see all the time. And he's a, a, a very similar character to a St. Germain, you know, like this, this time traveling character that is able to interact with society on a level that it can handle. And then he's like slides out with his little smirk and he's back when you least expect it, takes your cash, never pays you back. Like it's a very <laughs> interesting, like, have you looked in the St. Germain stuff, this time traveler stuff right now? He was a high ranking government official. No, this stuff's crazy guys. Is this guy okay. Germanus of Oxy area or whatever? No, he's been multiple the, people throughout many different yes, time periods. Multiple people throughout exactly. Some people Mark. even say he was a vampire in New Orleans who like attacked Dude, a my woman. Favorite story of all. <laughs> yes, man. Right. Nick, it's, Nick, it's the Nick Count was, of Saint Germain. Check that right. out, Juan. Count of Saint Germain. He could have had a more modern incarnation, and that's what people are probably speculating about, saying he's some German guy now. But the legend is that he's lived for many different you know his immortal life centuries so like what's so cool what's so similar with the count of saint germain and nicholas cage is that they give okay i'm gonna like blow my f limit here they give no fucks yeah in the moment because they're only here for a little bit but yet they're gone come back and that's kind of what you find in the count of saint germain tale is that like he's a like super pronounced well blah 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 blah, and then he'll just do this wild crazy shit and be out, and that's kind of like Nicolas Cage but more on a monthly level. So it's I know that here in Vegas he's very well respected as somebody that can handle his business, so he can handle Vegas. He can like come in, blow in, blow out, no pun intended, and there's no drama. Other people can't handle Vegas. So uh, just being a resident, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm a resident. I don't know. Yeah. Vegas sucks, but Nicolas Cage can handle Vegas. He is known as a local. He comes in. He has multiple venues, vehicles, all this stuff. Yet you talk to his tax associates and he's, I forget, 10 years behind like he gives eight. You know, wait, Ryan, have you talked to his tax associates? No, no, yeah, that would be weird. That would, yeah, yeah, that would be weird. Did you, did you talk to Nick Cage though? At least, did you see him or you're not able to see him? Well, I was told that the vehicle was just dropped because I was like, What's this car worth? and they're like, We don't know. With Nick Cage blood in it, Fuck I'm it. like, I'm like, I'm like, the rims say Nicolas Cage on them. What we the should have f- stole those, bro. You I think know, you would be like, mad I if you should have taken out? that rims. I could have yeah. put them on my sprinter van. You could yeah, dude. I was like, <laughs> literally, it was like so crazy because I, he was like, yeah, just drive this thing. We don't know what it's worth. He just kind of dropped it off. Like he just wants to sell it. He wants something new. He gets something new every year. He Is doesn't he really. vampire for real? Like, like he really doesn't care it. what he gets for it. Like, and that's how it goes. Like he buys two, three Ferraris a year. Like he really does not care in and out. Money is just kind of like this lubricant to get Nicolas Cage to the next. I mean, and the one thing is the guy's not faded. Like you think like you'll watch a movie and you'll be like, oh, that guy's like from the 80s. And then you'll watch another movie and he's you're like, he's from the 90s. And you'll watch another movie and he's from the 2000s. It's adrenochrome, bro. He's in every freaking movie, like every generation. He like never gets old. It's baby blood, dog. Do you think so? 
Nick Cage is like some sort of real life psychopomp that's going to guide us to the promised land, right? With his. So do you think, do you, okay. So do you think he's a lizard or not, Ryan? I, I think he was a human being that was too sober at an occult lizard party and he heard too much. Nah, whoa, 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 whoa. You think he's got bobs in him? One bobs, two bobs, three bobs in him? I think he got Bob's <laughs> phone number and he didn't, you know what I mean? What? Bob, what Bob's the... in there steering Nicholas. <laughs> he got Bob's phone number. Yeah. He, got, he got one of the Bob's phone numbers at a party. And I think somewhere along the line, I think Nicholas Cage definitely entered a realm that is Subrosa or <laughs> what? <laughs> Just so gross. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Motherfucking dictionary, dog. Somebody bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking wild, man. Like, Stop the rose. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is crazy. So no, designed got, and got, carried think... out secretly or confidentially. Thank you, Chris, for reminding me to look that up. <laughs> Sabrosa! Yeah, you know, I just found out that Mensa in Spanish means dumb bitch, basically. So that's the name of my podcast, which is sick, you know. I'm an actual <laughs> member, so I, I can relate to that. Oh, oh he's shit. a member of Mensa, bro. Yeah. Oh, you're a, you're a Freemason and a member of Mensa? <laughs> crazy, bro. Illuminati confirmed. I see you, boy. I see you. I got my eyes on you, no, right? Did you know that, man, there's some amazing members in Mensa. Like, it's it's pretty amazing. Like, some of the members that you find are, like, pretty, like, not what you would expect. Yeah, no, I didn't, you know. <laughs> how does, if you will, you know how I mean? does one get uh, involved with Mensa in the first place, if you don't mind me inquiring? Um, right, I you. think you take, like, a test. Um, you got to be wicked smart. Yeah, your IQ, 98th percentile or higher Yeah, on a standardized, supervised IQ or other approved intelligence test. Yeah. So it's a high IQ society. So is it like Through the school, fucking or some shit? Uh, well, dude, like there's people that are dumb as f- like you would never <laughs> imagine would be Mensa. Like uh, Sylvester Stallone is Mensa. Mine's a 173, but he got... Like the IQ challenge. Okay. So how you join Mensa is it's got like a membership platform and you take the Mensa admission test and people like everyone from like, you'd be amazed. Some of the people that are like super gifted, it's like crazy, but yeah, so you, you can buy your test, way. Two, you're saying you, yeah, people you are buying probably there. Buy your way. Yeah. You, you take two different options. You get the Mensa test. There's two different sections proctored by local group volunteers, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's stupid. Really dumb. Actually. Wait, Ryan, can I get in? Probably dude. I don't know about, I gotta take the test though. Right. Then your podcast would be the official Mensa podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Nothing about that works, man. That's, Sorry, B. I want to get like cease and desist letters where they're just like, bro, you're not smart enough. I'm like, I know. It's going to, we're going to start a war. (laughs) It's going to be like Biggie versus Tupac out here in these streets with these nerds. 
You'd be you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised who some of these nerds are, that are going to kill us. Like you, some of these nerds that are going to kill us. Like who they are. No, oh, dude. Yeah, sorry. it's pretty freaky, man. Like some I just of the people. Meet some of them. I bet you there's some real and smart people. They're out there. super. Like they're really cool. They're super. Like way unbalanced usually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can see that. So, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah. Have there been any? occult societies that have tried to use these areas or the skinwalker that have tried to tap into that by like doing different rituals like you know the oto or or the golden dawn or whatever you know what i mean have they try and like weaponize this because i know they like to go because chris mentioned wars earlier and i know that these secret societies like to go on these wars with each other at, at sometimes you know whatever cursing each other i don't know what the fuck they do but have they try and use this quote unquote, technology yeah. Yeah. the first may be umbra viventus lucis that's what i'm talking about umbra vivestus <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> what is it what is it again <laughs> I don't know bro okay so talking seriously talking seriously <laughs> no there's some profound transformative stuff that can take place and experiences if they're in controlled capacity in this location so yes other than governments not really. Other than myself and some very close, tight-knit associates, not really. It's basically the United States government. And from what I understand, Russian and Chinese government, for lack of a better word, spies trying to, you know, effing van lifers, you know, hashtag. I don't know what they're doing out there, but they're probably not who they appear to be. And they're looking for things that should not be there. And they're trying to confirm to associates that we have something that is somewhat of a crypto stash of a cryptozoological entities and variants, unidentified aerial phenomena, ghost lights and things of dimensional variants that we should be, that the other governments should be concerned about. And I'll be honest. Yeah, they should be concerned. Ryan, Ryan, did you just say, <laughs> they should be concerned. Dude. Did you just say we can, there's, uh, there's yeah. spies out there that are doing van life? No, I don't know how they're honestly, there's all kinds of things. There's different LLCs purchasing large acreages, trying to do Stargate slash research. We have people that swear they've seen Chinese drills taking place out of helicopters and such. Ryan, let's throw a wrench into the mix again. Do you think that, okay, so we have these spies from other countries, Russia, China, whatever, which might imply that maybe perhaps on their continents or their countries, there's not any of these locations. I may be wrong, but do you think that the founding fathers knew this when they picked the United States to be the United States when, you know, in 1776, they said, you know, we're going to take this because there's fucking portals here. You know, and boom. Dude, for sure. Um, <laughs> for sure, the founding fathers, dude. You discovered the shit with boats. I thought, man, what are you talking about? Okay, if you look up the founding, okay, I'm just gonna it's Sub Rosa speaking. The founding, okay. Uh, how do I take this? 
into a place where I can remove myself from the equation. The founding fathers had a legitimate paranormal experience. Oh, they did with the shadow man inside the room that motivated them. Correct. They had a legitimate paranormal experience with an entity that brought them a seal that would designate the future of the country as we know it today. And this entity was not human in any sense of the word. In fact, they tried to find the entity and he was gone before they could find him. Yo, so, so I think Chris, another dimension. Yes, dude, dude, it's the Ashtar Galactic Command. So what, what ended up happening, these guys, right? The founding fathers didn't want to sign their name because they knew it was death for them. Whoever signed this, this document when they were founding the country. So they were hesitant to sign it. They're like, Hey, that's if if this fails, if this goes down, we're signing our death fucking certificate right here. So out of nowhere, and mind you, this was a guarded place and locked up, right? Nobody was getting in or out out of nowhere. There was this figure, this shadow figure, right? The shadow man, maybe it's slender man. I don't know who the fuck he is. I've heard of this. I've heard this rough that motivated them and said, we got to fucking do this. And da da da. And everybody's like, yeah. Like you saw, you see in the movies when they start the speech and then they're like, yeah, they're in the moment. They're signing. Yeah, let's fucking go. And then where's homeboy? The seal. Wait, I thought he was you. No, I thought you were him. No, it wasn't me. Shadow Where man. the fuck did he go? Where? And we know that the Illuminati. Illuminati confirmed. Was established in 1776. Right, these outcasts, these heathens that were had these other radical thought, the Illuminati. That's why they were so elusive and hard to find. Because again, they were heretics of the time, and they were supposedly they were broken up and and just withered away. But I, I, there's a Manly P. Hall lecture from 1954, if I, if I recall correctly, where he talks about the Illuminati and. One of the things that he says at the very beginning, we drops this bomb that really stood out to me was when he says the Illuminati are on this earth, but not of it. And when they are casted out or destroyed, they always find a way back in. So. And with that, I will take this—the Great Seal of the United States. Ooh, snap! A beautiful, a beautiful seal, a bird. with thirteen arrows in one hand of the eagle, an olive branch in the other, to offer amnesty. The Great Seal is a principal national symbol of the United States. The phrase is used for both everything. The physical seal of seal itself represents everything we are made of. This Great Seal was brought by a hooded man who no one could identify to a Masonic lodge. It, this this was after what what's super scary about this is this was a secret site where they were talking heretically about leaving the union, the leaving, well, not the union. What the hell am I talking about? Leaving the British mm-hmm. and wow. this is pre-union. Yeah. And what it symbolized and this hooded gentleman entered with the great seal of the United States, handed it off, took off left. Same thing 
one and done gone. What can we take from that? Is that the ascended masters that HP Blavatsky was talking about where they had, right? They were able to Pythagoras. 100, 100%, 100%. I would bet the ranch, my ranch, the neighbor's ranch. I bet everybody's ranch. I would bet the ranch that it is 100%. Right. Nobody wants to go to your spooky ass ranch. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get rid of it if I wanted to, but Hey, while I'm putting stuff on the table, that's a perfect object. And I do think that there was this, Whoa, dude, I got stuff moving in the room. Oh my God. Did you hear that? Like, yeah. That was crazy as, okay. But 100%, I believe that there were occult inspired genuine aspirations multiple times throughout this country's birth. It's, oh, 100%. It's crazy. 100%. That's what the world's recruitions were all about. They're about putting the symbolism in it. The, the, right. We have King James version of the Bible. Again, another person that was breaking away from the crown that started this alchemical process, which is the King James version of the Bible a man who was a sympathizer with witches, the occult, wrote about demonology, wrote about werewolves, wrote about vampires. Mind you, this is the guy behind the the pushing of he made it was the official Bible of everybody needed to have it. And they were also competing with the Geneva Bible, but but they were again making this everybody had to have this in their homes. Everybody, no matter what, you needed to have this version of the Bible. Now, they say it was edited by Francis Bacon, who some people say was William Shakespeare. Again, a person in history who is attributed to morphing and making the English language what it is today was the one behind. Again, we have Nick Cage, the great alchemist that uses movies to talk to people's souls. Again, Francis Bacon is often acknowledged as the Count of St. Germain, same as Nicolas Cage. What the fuck? God, Bruh. <laughs> wow, dude. So we have this figure all throughout all of history who is, in, right, you could say he's at the right place at the right time. You know who else was omnipotent? Pythagoras was omnipotent. And there's parallels between Pythagoras and the story of Jesus Christ. And again, who was also on point? God, right? The, the the son of God was creating miracles and doing all these crazy esoteric things. And that's why people say the Christ consciousness, this higher being, right? Shambhala, these places where there are these entities of higher consciousness, right? So again, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> Dude, when you when you start to bring it all together, when you realize that the first Rosicrucian secret society, in fact, the first secret society in the United States, period, was brought together by Beverly, Pashov, Randolph, Randolph, Beverly. And this is very interesting because this gentleman, if you want to talk elites, he started the very first Rosicrucian secret society in the United States. He's best friends with Abraham Lincoln. He is someone who came from nothing, yet 
he was always at this glass ceiling of everything. Like no matter how many times they chopped him down, much like the Count of St. Germain or Nicolas Cage, no matter how many times they chopped him down, he was always like, boom, right there. What? Another blockbuster? Like another hit? Another, another, you know, this, these individuals, in, in, and I have to throw Benjamin Franklin in the mix because he was also a member of the White Brotherhood, and I don't even want to go there, but they're all members of the same secret society coming out of the same location. And these members, no matter what you did to them, they were always at the top of their game. You would like look at him and be like, okay, this guy's got to be in the gutter. He's got to be in the trash. And he would be helping three organizations of philanthropic movements, starting a new technology and some organization of like, you know, betterment of the community. And this happened like without like dispense, especially in, in, in ancient years, when you look back at the founding of this country, it seemed as if, and I don't want to go down the path of like, did we have more souls then than we do now? But, you know, it seemed like these individuals had more grit. They had more, they had more intuitive grit, more soul, and they were more advanced in a general nature in what they could accomplish in a lifetime compared to the general population nowadays. You just said we're pussies, basically. <laughs> I could agree with that. That kind of makes sense. Wow, Ryan, that that's that's so fascinating. And every time I think about this, I, I have more questions and answers, right? Because the further down the rabbit hole you go, you're always left with more questions, like. Like it was like I, I was I did an episode yesterday and I said, what came first? Right. The sword or the stone? Because what the fuck was the sword doing in the stone to begin with? Right. Not in a stone and an anvil, whatever. Yeah, whatever, whatever. So we put who put it there? What came first, the chicken or the egg? And right. And what's the purpose of the sword being in the stone? Right. It's the the the. It brings forth the calling, right? Because I guess that's what makes us want to look into this, right? What it gives us the 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 call to arms type of shit, where the initiative to look into what is happening, right? Because it's like these little nuggets that are sprinkled in here and there. It's like, what's their purpose? Maybe it is to engage us, right? But do we have to be fearful of that engagement, much like Nicolas Cage in the will, you know, the wicker man with Rowan, like he was intrigued into the mystery, but yet burned by the fire, like much, much like a moth to a flame. Do we have to worry about that? Oh my God, dude, that was brilliant. I well, see what you're check, doing. check this out. Uh, this, I think this quote is, is, relates to the conversation the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown that being hp lovecraft right we fear what we don't know that dark abyss that that we have to navigate through and i think that nicholas cage right in the movie the wicker man he was this psychopomp that was there to guide the souls through this journey that we're on right now. He is the, he is our Virgil, right? With that he's leading us through, he's Dante and Dante's Inferno. You know, he's guiding us through the Inferno, the abyss, right? The burning man, the wicker man, he is there, right? And when he rescues the little girl, he's like, I'm going to save you. And then we have the bear symbolism in there when he dresses up as a bear, 
right? Because he is fierce. He is this warrior. And Nick, bro, Nicholas Cage is fucking amazing. I think you're muted, Ryan. You're muted. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you mentioned the Burning Man because it's kind of that same ideology that it doesn't matter what you do because once the man burns, it doesn't matter what you do. Have you ever been to Burning Man? Has any, have any of you been there before? Would you fucking go, Chris? You want to go, Chris? Fuck. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's go to Skinwalker Ranch and then we'll go to Burning Man right after. Okay. There's not going to be anything of us left when we're fucking done with that. Like the skinwalker is going to take half our soul, right? And it's like a tank. Like if you run out, if you're at a quarter tank and you fucking run out, you're done. So we're going to go. See these poofs of smoke (laughs) rolling to town. We're going to be in the eighth. Yeah, we're going to be just this fucking, this, this, this gas just walking around like fucking. I think that maybe, Ryan, maybe that's what happens to people when they quote unquote die, right? Their tank empties and their, their soul is let out of this vessel that it's in into the ether, right? Into the Akash. That's what the, again, ascended masters, Akashic records. Maybe that's where all the elders are at, right? These great old ones that are sitting there speaking this knowledge to whoever goes up there and whoever's able to tap in. It's like the OG podcast. They're able to hear in and go, Oh fuck. That's the, those are the Bob's talking. The Bob's are, yo, the Bob's are the Illuminati confirmed podcast. They're spitting that shit. Yeah, bro. You know what I mean? Dude, for real, we all think our life is like the Monte Carlo Indianapolis 500, but in reality, it's like a fucking mud fucking monster truck rally. (laughs) Fucking, you know? (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's so true. Well, I think you're right. When we get to the Akashic Records, it's like we slide in with like a wheel falling off and we're just like, how do we do? And it's like, not too good, dude. <laughs> the fucking Dukes of Hazzard in there. Like fucking, yeah, and you, and you said the Gravedigger and the Gravedigger's spade okay. is a symbol for death. Gravedigger, right? dude. Yeah, the Gravedigger. And if you turn, if you take the spade and turn it upside down, it's your coccyx, right? The sacrum bone. <laughs> Definitely. Where, where the sure. sacred comes from. <laughs> What the fuck? (laughs) Listen, Ryan, Ryan, I've had a great time tonight, and I think this went above and beyond what I could have imagined, right? We have this esoteric knowledge that we're spitting out here. Ryan is talking in cryptic language like this, 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 but... I had a great time, guys. What do you think of this? How do you think it went? What 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 uh, what do you think, Mark and, and Chris of of <laughs> I still have so many questions, but you know, this was fun, Ryan. I would love to have you on my podcast and ask Please. you ask you some some questions that I didn't get to ask today. But yeah, today was a lot of fun. I feel like the skinwalker is as elusive as your connection was today. It's, you know, one minute it's here, one minute it's not, you know. So for folks out there. It was part of the presentation. I loved it. I think think there's a lot. You know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, maybe we have a little bit of time to get into it, is the Wendigo 
And then the other word that is kind of similar, the Wetiko, you know, mm. are these concepts at all related to the phenomena that people are experiencing in that location? Or are those just kind of like other Native American paranormal things that people lump together with the skinwalker? I would say that they are definitely individual However, they are lumped together in that they are elemental entities that are often talked about in a folkloric sense with an immense power. And the Wendigo is amazing. It is more madness for the sake of madness. So, but, but with the Skinwalker, you know, what, what's so usually, and man, I hate to be devil's advocate, but was so usually like overlooked with the skinwalker, it is so obviously and usually called such an evil entity. Oh, skinwalker, evil, 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 evil. That's all you hear. Evil all day, every day, all day, every day, evil. What people are failing to understand is that this was an entity that people, Native Americans, that were restricted in for lack of a better word, a concentration camp at the time, they were able to, through the use of occult principle and magic, take the form of a local animal and release themselves from that captivity, for lack of a better word, to accomplish goals. Now that's, that's pretty far from evil in my... You get a ghost helper? Yeah, man. You know, like, like you could do worse. A familiar. Yeah. Familiar. Like they're That's doing the best they the, can. You know, Solomon's doing that got built, right? With the, right. With the, with right. The Util, yeah. You it, like, it, it's a culture utilizing magic to do the best they can under very unique and terrible, horrific, diabolical circumstances. I always knew it was the Jesuits. I always knew it. You see guys, I told you it was them. Right, where they're using this occultic magic, Kabbalah, the golem, right? The, the this homunculi, where it's the imperfect version of a man, where it's like it looks like a man, but it can't even talk, right? The Full Metal Alchemist, when the when the man merges the dog and the little girl, and she's like, oh well, she's here with me still. It's like, well, that ain't that ain't your little girl anymore. That's some other out, you know. That's what the thing is. Uh, uh, the, uh, the this thing that we don't know is there, but is there all the time and you don't know who it is and it's imitating a person. And when, as soon as you know it, Chris's head opens up and it fucking swallows you whole. And they're like, where'd Chris go? And it was this thing that took it right Amen, at, the man. at the mountains of madness where they would, when they learned about this ancient race, they went fucking mad. Well, and that is it. That is it because the mountains of, okay. If you look as the host just said, as you just said, Juan, these situations with golems, skinwalkers, other things that the mind can create with just minimal use and acceptance of elemental force, whether that be clay, mud, earth, and what the mind can create is actual life. Which, if you look into deep, deep esoteric elite doctrine, you will find that the monad is at the primary source of the soul. And the monad is literally 
a thought from God that becomes a soul. So you have to be very careful where your thinking goes. And that's where areas like Uinta Basin, Space Wolf Research, Sedona, places where, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like check yourself before you wreck yourself. Watch your mind because what your mind can conjure your subconscious will create and then you have to deal with it. And it's a very strange situation. It's be careful what you wish for, right? That's where that comes from. And I wanted to wrap it up with this in an excerpt from the initiates of the flame, the philosopher's stone. This is the true stone of the philosopher, which gives him power over all created things. The stone is himself. The experiences of his evolution have cut and polished the rough stone until in in it, the initiate, it reflects light of creation from a thousand different facets. And I fucked that up and until in the initiate, it reflects the light of creation from a thousand different facets. So again, very poetic because how you're saying we are the creator and we are the observer at all at the same fucking time. And if you're able to, put it all together, right? The pieces of the puzzle and unlock that higher level of consciousness. You're able to do what you said, create realities and create whatever thing in whatever level of existence that you want to create. You're able to do that because how you said, right. And the monad emanationism, right? The one is in the center and from there emanates reality. And we are the monad. Illuminati confirmed. Mic drop. How'd I do, guys? Did you like that? It's all right. <laughs> Give yourself your own mic drop. Takes off a few points, but I liked it. Agreed. <laughs> so, Ryan. It was epic, dude. Epic. <laughs> this was fucking amazing. For I talked the... too much, dude. I, I was chatterboxed. You're the Kathy. guest, bro. You're the guest. It's supposed That's, to be that yeah. way. I, I enjoyed listening, Ryan, truly. I think there was yeah. there was uh, a lot of delays with the connection, which you were graceful with, so I think it was fine. You did good. Yes. I kept having to run downstairs to see if my 18-month-old <laughs> had unplugged the modem, which it's like a long ways. So, like, you guys kept seeing me run through the door. It was like super weird. Every time I would walk in, I would see the same thing. It was like, you guys there are like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan cool. for the listeners still with us can you plug your information and I would love for you and Mark to do something together I yeah. would love to see that come together and, and you That'd can get awesome. on the show and, yeah, and sure. chop it up can oh, you plug Mark, your socials Ryan for sure a socials Space Wolf Research on Facebook spacewolfresearch.com Hero Paranormal on Facebook heroparanormal.com you can also go to ryanpatrickburns.com that's about it Amazing, amazing. And I had a lot of fun. And thank you all for making it out here tonight. And until next time, Ryan, we'll, we'll have you back on soon. And hopefully you do that collab with with Mark because I, I would Man, love to. I'd love to. That'd be great. I would love to. Yeah, I'll be in touch for sure. Right on, Mark. Thanks. Thank you, guys.